Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to My Big Idea, an ASOS podcast. I'm Siam Gorwich and today my guest is Lana Ellie who runs Flume. This is Lana's Big Idea. Um, so first up, can you just tell us a bit about your background? What did you study? What have you done work-wise before setting up Flume? Sure. Um, so I grew up in Bali, but I never, I never actually studied anything. I didn't go to uni. I just, I wanted to be an architect, which is odd because I love Lego, um, and I kind of just fell into the whole fashion thing when I moved to London. So my first job was at Burberry. And I was actually a PA for the SVP of Creative Media. Um, And that's kind of where I started buying and sending a lot of flowers. I think I've always been really, really lucky. And people have given me great opportunities. And it's been my way of saying thank you. So I've built up this directory of like the best florists. Um, And basically over time, it was something that like my friends of friends would copy their friends into emails with me to get florists in different areas and I became the flower lady without even knowing it (laughs) within fashion and you just because I was I was ID after that and then I worked for an agency that did things for Prada and a few other brands so it was always you kind of see the connections and it just felt like it finally made sense to do something about it. So for people that don't know, will you just tell us a bit about Flume and what you do? Yeah, sure. So basically what Flume does is it's a marketplace platform like Deliveroo or Etsy or Amazon. And we pick what we think are the best florists within a given area and give them access to the site so they can upload their own bouquets. I think the process of picking flowers is so time consuming and... Like, you have to search by postcode and not necessarily is the best florist in that postcode, but they could deliver to that postcode. And then once you get that, you're kind of, like, scrambling the internet for some image of what that florist looks like or what they can offer. And we just live in a time where technology should be able to answer those questions. So you've kind of explained a bit that it kind of all happened quite naturally, but... Can you just tell us a bit more about how Flume came about? So how did it go from kind of you being the unofficial flower lady to becoming the official flower lady? Um, I just kind of, while I was at ID, I think I did a lot of strategy, luxury strategy and audience strategy. And I think we've finally kind of come to this time where people put a bit of thought into what they're buying and the products they're purchasing and it's more about the experience than it is about the price point. It's not necessarily how do I get the cheapest product but where are my products coming from? How does it feel when I receive them? How does the step of the online process feel when I'm buying them? And because I finally understood that 
because I was selling that strategy so much, I finally understood that's what people wanted. So it felt like it was the right time to do something like this. So I, I basically just decided to do a business plan, <laughs> and um, quite rapidly, my friends introduced me to the right people, and I raised investment. Amazing. So from a business point of view, did, were you? Once you understood the groundwork, is that what made you happy to take the leap and set up your own business? So it wasn't just having the idea, you were kind of really wanted to understand how business works. I think the idea didn't really make sense until certain aspects of my career came into place. So like whilst the idea a year ago was probably completely different, it took so many different experiences to make it what it was today and to make it something that I explained to people and they were like oh my god that actually makes sense versus explaining it back to me in a way that I didn't think I'd explained it (laughs) which happened (laughs) often um so yeah it was just it was the right time like it felt right and people got it so how long has Flume been going now as a kind of fully fledged business um since January but yeah we took about a month and a half to build the website and we launched on the 23rd of Feb. Amazing, so it's all kind of quite new. Yeah, it's very new. But you've had Valentine's Day, which for florists must be kind of like a... No, we missed Valentine's Day, the 28th <laughs> of Feb. We missed Valentine's Day, but we had Mother's Day, yeah. which is probably a bit better. Yeah. Because I don't know if you read the news around Valentine's Day, but you hear that a lot of our competitors just absolutely screw things up. <laughs> Just because there's there's too many orders to fulfill. Yeah. Um, and as a new brand, it probably wasn't worth taking that chance. So how many people do you have employees yet, or is it just you doing literally everything? Um, I have employees now. I had employees, yeah, from January. It's about four of us altogether. And how do you find, because obviously it's one thing kind of looking after yourself and making sure you're doing the right thing, but... How have you found the whole process of managing people? Is that Have there been any surprises there or has that been particularly difficult or have you actually found that it's kind of a lot easier than some people make it look? Luckily, I was on my previous roles, I managed quite big teams. The difference, I think, or the thing I'm lucky about is I've found people who feel like it's their own as well. So I have, like, an amazing, amazing team which I don't really need to inspire and... I, I can depend on them like a hundred percent. I do I do find days that when I'm not like feeling my best, I really feel like I have to go in there and make an impression or be clear about what I want and not show what I'm exactly feeling because the whole room is dependent on you to kind of lead them. But otherwise, I've been really really lucky. And what so far has been the best bit about working for yourself and owning your own business? There's quite a big question. Yeah, there's so many things. Um, I don't know. I I think one of the things, it's like, it doesn't really feel like a job. I do this thing now where I'm, I get annoyed when I'm hanging out with my friends. Because <laughs> I just feel like I want to send the emails and I want to make the presentations and I want to think of the strategies to make it better and everything that holds me away from that feels like why am I doing anything else because the feedback is so positive 
you just you want that it's like it's an addictive piece of attention really you're constantly getting fed how great it is to see what you've been doing and after you've put that much work into something it really it feeds the inspiration to keep it going that's amazing um and what about the scariest bit of has there been anything you've come up against you're like oh god this is a nightmare i wish i hadn't have taken myself down this path probably raising (laughs) the money (laughs) raising money wasn't easy especially if you haven't presented much in the Mm. past um, but then once you do it and you do the first one, you I walked out and I was like, I don't want to raise it. I just want to pitch again. <laughs> I just want to keep pitching. So how did you go about raising the money? Because that's something that if you haven't, I mean, I'd have no idea where to even start or that, you know, I could ask people for money, I guess. Yeah, I, um, I helped quite a few brands out with strategy that I knew just through other friends needed help in terms of, like content production and audience strategy and stuff so every time I helped someone they felt like they owed me something in return and I just asked for them to look at my presentation and give their feedback on my presentation and a couple of them actually knew investors and if they thought it was a good idea they passed me on so it just became this thing where in the beginning of the idea I was so secretive about it and the minute I opened up like, everybody was so helpful. Yeah. So do you think if someone else was starting a business, that would be something you'd advise to, you know, really get the idea out there before it's even a fully-fledged business? Absolutely. Because that must feel really scary, because I'd be, you yeah. know, you're kind of worried someone's going to steal it or say it's no good and then... Exactly, and I think people saying it's no good gives you a lot of clarity because... The idea that you come up with in the beginning is never really the idea is in the end. It needs people who are going to be your customers telling you what they need. And also once they know you're doing it and they can feel that excitement, they want to help you. Yeah. So Flume, obviously, you're in London at the moment and I know you're planning to expand to the UK. Do you have kind of strategies in place? Is that something that you're actively trying to do or is it going to be like... You're giving yourself a bit of time to establish yourself in London first. Um, we're definitely working on establishing ourselves at the moment, but before the end of the year, we want to do Paris, Milan, and New York. Wow, amazing! Yeah, it's. I think because of my background and because of the level of creativity in the florist that we use, it seems to be very skewed to fashion and the creative industry. So a lot of gifting, definitely. Um, So it kind of makes sense for us to make it available. So, you know, designers in Milan can send flowers to models in London or vice versa. So it's kind of this, it seems to be this like self-feeding industry thing at the moment. Though when we launched, we had so many florists nationwide email us wanting to be a part of it. So it's actually become something that I've considered more than I think I was going to. How do you go about picking the florists? How do you, you know, make sure that they're keeping up the quality you want, I guess? Um, we, I basically find them generally on Instagram, <laughs> if I do, I haven't known about them at all. Instagram's al- algorithm where it tells you, like, if you like this person, you'll always like, also like this, is, has been super helpful. 
Then we contact them, we meet them, and we do kind of a test order as if we're a customer and they don't know it's coming from us. Oh, amazing. So we can see what their product looks like compared to the competitors. Not really to like catch them out, but more so we know we don't waste their time and they're going to do well on our site and they're not just going to not be able to represent themselves compared to the other people who offer amazing, amazing bouquets on there. So... Yeah, that's that's pretty much the process. I imagine as we get bigger, it might be a little more difficult. But at the moment, it feels very much like a community. That's amazing. Um, and you mentioned Instagram there. How important has social media been? I know you're on Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, so across the board. Um, how important has that been to building your brand and getting a message out there and... Instagram has been so important for us. We had 6,000 followers before we launched. Wow. Um, and that's because the thing about our brand, I think, compared to competitors is we're very visual. So it has that kind of curated visual element to it where other online florists, it's really about the product. Um, so we do this like flower a day thing, which is quite educational and it says how the flower got its name or it pulls different references to things that connect with it and people absolutely love it i think the whole thing we want to do is promote unique flowers instead of just putting emphasis on roses or lilies or things that are common flowers that are the only flowers people really know about and draw out the fact that there's so much beauty in these products um, and to be able to do that visually just because you can see the intricacies means that on Instagram it definitely it works the best So would you recommend that someone just kind of hits all the social media platforms? I think it depends on the idea but if it's a visual idea definitely Pinterest and Instagram Facebook is amazing because it has the highest amount of engagement so people actually engage with your product. I'd say like Whilst we have so many followers on Instagram, traffic doesn't come from Instagram. It comes from Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then Twitter's just one of those good things to have so people can speak to you or yeah. ask questions. So people or... can complain. Yeah. <laughs> I think the biggest misconception with social media is that people think that it's one piece of content to push across all platforms and they should be used for completely different things and to speak to different people. Yeah. Um, and finally, if um, someone came to you and they're thinking of starting their own business, what's the one piece of advice you'd give them? Just one. It's really tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably don't let the down days mean anything. I think there's so many ups and downs. I go from like thinking like this is the best thing in the world one day to thinking maybe it's not going to work the next day. So I just think keep, keep going. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was Lana's big idea. Tune in next week for another inspiring chat and make sure to subscribe on Acast, iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Bye. Hi, I'm Dori Shafrier. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are the hosts of Forever 35. And today we're talking about Club Med, the best all-inclusive getaway for families. 
Today, Club Med has nearly 70 resorts worldwide, from beachside resorts in the Caribbean and Mexico, to magical locations in the Maldives and Morocco, to ski resorts in the mountains from Canada to the Alps. Between their all-inclusive family programming, wellness offerings, land and water sports, and their French heritage-inspired food and drink offerings, Club Med is the best way to elevate your family getaway, no matter which location you're at. To learn more, visit clubmed.us.